Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition. This week it comes from Luke Zaychel, host of the Let's Talk Palace podcast. Luke... Thank you very much for popping onto the podcast. How are you keeping? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Excited to, you know, get back into Premier League football after the international break. Very happy with our start to the season, despite the issues and despite kind of the fan reaction towards the transfer window that just went. So, yeah, looking good. Cheers for having me on, mate. No, thank you for sparing the time. Yes, I can't wait for the Premier League to return. Our listeners know how much I despise the international breaks. And I'm looking forward to being back at St James Park on Saturday. Uh, Crystal Palace, the visitors. And I was telling you off camera, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Palace. I think they're, they're a very underrated side. What can we expect from Palace in terms of how they will approach the visit to Newcastle? I think based on our last few games, you'll get similar. Even though we've had a different manager in them times, it'll be Palace trying to soak up the pressure. You know what Roy Hodgson's like. You saw what we did against Manchester United away. Soaked up the pressure, took our opportunity and then just allowed United to attack and obviously love a bit of a counter-attack. But with so many injuries, attacking-wise, it's looking like we're going to struggle with creativity. We've got a few good players coming back, hopefully, for the weekend. But yeah, I think standard Roy Hodgson performance. Let's see what happens. Only conceded seven goals this season. So, you know, hopefully we can keep that going. You mentioned there the Manchester United game and that stands out really of the results over the last uh, few weeks before the, the break, but um, clean sheets against Forest and Fulham. So, you know, Palace definitely know how to stop the opposition scoring. It, you, you mentioned there the, the injuries. So the last time I, I checked, it was 11 injuries. But I did see you tweet out something this morning, which might give Palace fans a little bit of hope that um, it's not going to be 11 out on Saturday and you might have uh, one or two returning for the game against Newcastle. Yeah, I think this is actually huge. Um, Jefferson Lerma and Jake DeCore should both be back. They are both solid midfielders, probably up there with some of our best midfielders we've ever had in the Premier League in terms of defensively. But they can also contribute in attack. DeCore at Lens was more of a box-to-box midfielder. He might be asked to do that role more with um, Eze out. But yeah, really, really excited to see them. And Lerma, free transfer in the summer. Didn't really expect too much, didn't know. Didn't watch him too much, but 
he's just come in and completely changed the shape of our side. And you know what? I understand why Bournemouth fans were so glad to see him go because he's a class buzz for us. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him in black and white actually yeah. just to offer a bit of uh, depth into Newcastle's squad with everything that, that's going on. 11 injuries, that is a big number and two star players as well in uh, Ulysse and, and Eze. How have Palace coped? I mean, if you look at the results, they've done all right, but in terms of missing particularly those two big names, uh, how have they done? Yeah, that's been the shock really, isn't it? That we've actually managed to get top half despite this um Edward's come good when he's been playing. He obviously was injured for a game, I think, as well. I think Manchester United was when he was injured that week. But yeah, he's scored four goals, I think, for us this season. That's been crucial because we haven't really created too many chances. Eze's been there to help create the chances. Only got like a goal and assist this season, but the stuff he's been doing, if you look at the stats really, technically he should be getting a lot more goals or assists. It's just been kind of unlucky. Um, but yeah, as, as I said before, it's been the defence and it's been... The guy linked to Newcastle all over the summer, Joachim Anderson and Mark Gay. And I think that Manchester United game summed it up. Our attackers did nothing and it came from a half volley from Anderson to get us the deadlock. And that's just how it's been this season, you know. We've taken our chances, so it's been really good to see. The fact that you guys are coping so well without, you know, arguably your two best players, that must be a really positive thing for you guys to... To, to see. I mean, what is the secret? What is Roy Hodgson doing right when he's got Will Hughes in the centre of the park and you guys are beating Manchester United? Well, I think when you go back to even our last spell with Roy, I think a lot of people, when he came back after Vieira, they were like, why, why? But actually, you look at it, it's he's always had lack of players, maybe should have been able to have more money spent in his last tenure. Always seemed to have these injuries. I think maybe a little bit of his old school trading might come into play here because I think most of them are hamstring injuries, which is just ridiculous. Um, but that, with the lack of squad depth, meant all our players are playing a lot more when lots of teams are putting on five subs, so that's my big worry. But, yeah, I think it it's just the defence. And even though you say, like, we're losing our two best players, we're still playing, like, Joel Ward, club legend, but... 10 years later, we're still playing him. Klein made his debut 15 years ago and then came in for Ward against Nottingham Forest. Crazy stuff. I don't think it's just down to what Roy knows best. That is the low block combined with the fact we've still got Gay and Anderson. I think if them two are injured, as you saw in the Carabao Cup, where we kind of got battered 3-0 by United, them two are the big boys making the difference for us right now. We will talk about Roy in a moment because, again, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I'm loving the story, um, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast from the Newcastle point of view. But, yeah, um, before we talk about Roy, let's talk about Hacky Manison then because, as you mentioned, linked to Newcastle in the summer. And I think the quote was something like £40 million. And, you know, I laughed that out of the room. But actually, the way he started the season, you can see a little bit why Palace you know, put such a big price on him. I mean, fantastic goal that you said against Manchester United. But defensively, he just looks like a proper good Premier League centre-back. And you can see why Newcastle United and other teams are sniffing around him. Um, are you worried that if he continues the good form shown so far that he might be away in January? I think January, in our current state, bearing in mind how little our owners kind of want to spend player-wise, um, I can't see it happening. I think it'd be outrageous and it caused cause horrendous outroar if it did happen. But... Next summer, I think Palace fans are thinking about five of our players could go. You know, it's just how it is now. We've changed projects. We want to sign the players kind of just before the bigger clubs do. And then hopefully they come good enough to give us some money because 
yeah, we're trying to build a new stadium. You know, we need money. We haven't in the past. We had to do like right now signings, you know, to keep us up. So it's completely changed project. And if we lose some of these players, and I know it's easy for clubs when they got them tied down to like five year contracts to be like, right, 50 million. You know, we've seen you spend this last summer. So, you know, come on, give us a little bit of that money as well, please. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose if the player ends up wanting to leave as well, which, you know, might happen in the summer uh, with Anderson if he wants Champions League football or what have you, you know, it's nothing really you can do about that. But just tell our listeners just how good is he in defence? It is ridiculous since he came in from Fulham. Didn't really watch him at that Fulham, but I think they got relegated that season. So you didn't expect much. He's come leaps and bounds and arguably under Roy, he's even better now. I think that's what Roy does best, doesn't he? He coaches the defensive side even better. But what we've seen, he's always been a fan of an aerial ball, progressive passing. He's got the vision to like change the attack from slow to fast. He'll see that winger on the left or right and be able to ping it perfectly. That's that's something that we don't see a lot at Palace. You know, that pass is brilliant. I don't want to worry you, Luke, but you're selling him very well to Newcastle now because he sounds like a Fabian share, you know? So Yeah, that was in the like back of my head, perfect. you know? Yeah, he was in the back of my head, you know? I think he was that similar type of player and he, he definitely can push up. And then what he's added two goals to his game this season, which, you know, he do, he's selling himself, really. He's rating-wise, he's one of the best in Europe when you look at who scored or whatever. So he's definitely doing bits. And you know what? It just adds the price tag and that's what I'm doing. I'm just helping out. On the PR side for Steve Parrish, mate, don't worry. Um, in terms of Roy, to me, it was a bit of a shock when he he came back. But then when you saw the job he did, it wasn't so much of a shock that he then stayed on. Um, are you expecting him to be gone at the end of the season and then, then a new manager comes in and the new project starts? Or do you think he's doing such a good job that it, it, unless he wants to step away, um, it, it's hard to see him doing so? Yeah, it's... I was the same as you when he came in. I was like, what are we doing? Uh, we're going back two steps when we tried to change manager, but then the uplift he gave the players. And it made me think when he actually is given a decent squad, the better attackers, not just Zaha to cope on, you know, he can do something for us. If he gets us top half this season, I know it's still early doors, but with the some of the teams in this division, I think this season are definitely bottom half teams. Brighton, West Ham, Villa, all playing in Europe, you know, they're going to have some games where they're leggy. If you're like a Crystal Palace who's been in this division a decade, you're looking at that top half this season. I think Palace fans actually wanted Roy to be backed a bit more and we'll have to wait and see because, you know, if he does do top half, you can't really say we're going to change it up. But then I also think that works perfectly for Steve Parrish because we know he loves Hodgson. As I said to you before, there's this stadium redevelopment behind us that I think we're waiting for to like push on. So he's not going to really be too fussed if he's like, Roy, stay with us another season, see how you do. I'm loving the training videos that Palace release, and you see Roy just like pinging it like a left footer in the box. Alonso, he's right? thinking, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, everyone's probably seen the Alonso videos uh, this week. Um, I think from Leverkusen, isn't it? And but he's just copying Roy. I mean, Roy, what seventy four, seventy five? He's still be not going to pass about like that. He's a uh, he's better than um, some Newcastle United players with their left foot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a tremendous story, and I do wish Roy and Palace well. You know, um, Saturday aside. Um... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. 
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. In terms of then the way that Palace will um, kind of set up the formation-wise on Saturday, you've kind of alluded to it. They they do like a good old counter-attack, but... Are you anticipating Newcastle having a lot of the ball and Palace inviting them on? Or do you think Palace might try and bring the game to Newcastle? I really can't see us trying to take the game to you, especially with the injuries. Let's say Lerma's not been here uh, playing for like a month now. So let's say he gets straight into that side. It's You can't... Do you expect that? I don't know. Against Newcastle, who... I don't know. I think you're undefeated in like your last seven games or something. Uh Beaten City at home as well, obviously the PSG game. You can't expect Palace with these injuries to take you on at all. I think this is what happens now in Newcastle. You've gone to that next level. You aren't the team who sits back. You're the team who takes teams like us on now. So, yeah, expecting more of the same, probably like a 4 3 3. It'll be interesting because obviously no Eze. So it'll be a very defensive 4 3 3. Just got to rely on the pace of Jordan I, don't we, mate, to see what we could do on a counter. <laughs> Well, you know, that's another one. Like, this, the IU thing is just... It, it's baffling on one hand when you check his statistics, and yet he plays all these games, but he, he barely scores goals or any goals at all, and yet he's always in. What is it with him? Is it just... He's an absolute workhorse? He just runs his runs himself into the ground? Yeah, it's literally just that. He puts in a shift, and then to add to it, his quality is actually there. At, this, at Palace's kind of level, you'd want more goals from him. You know, he's a winger. He used to be a number nine. I don't know how, to be honest. He did have that one season. He got like nine or 10 for us. But, you know, you'd expect a bit more, but that's kind of perfect for us at the moment. He puts the shift in. Really, really good at that. Can't really complain with him that much. You know, only two and a half mil, I think we bought him for. Very happy. Well, we used to say that about Miguel Miron. He needs more goals because he's a winger. And he's he suddenly found his form. And in that yeah. first goal came against uh, Palace well, a couple of years ago now. And it was, a, it was a, a fantastic moment. But he is a man who's, again, rediscovered his goal-scoring touch. Um, it's going to be interesting from Newcastle point of view, and we'll hear from Eddie Howe um, on Friday morning. So you guys listening and watching, this has been recorded on Thursday afternoon. So by the time you listen to this, we expect Howe to have hopefully uh, shed some light on, on the injuries and, and um, returnees. Although I say this every week and he never ever does. Or he says one thing and something else happens entirely but hey that's up to Eddie how to do that but we may find out some information on uh, Isaac and Callum Wilson Isaac withdrew from the Swedish squad during the break because of an knock he'd picked up Callum Wilson only had 10 minutes against West Ham in the last game Eddie Howe pretty much said he, he couldn't have done any more because he wasn't fully fit so I'm a little bit worried that actually Anthony Gordon might have to play up front especially with Dortmund coming next week do you save your strikers for that game, uh, you know that win there could pretty much put you in the next round of the Champions League. So this is what Newcastle have got to have got to balance. But is there a, is there a name, uh, Luke, that you look at from Newcastle's point of view? Maybe Anthony Gordon. If I was answering the question, it would be Anthony Gordon that you're particularly scared of. You're fearing from a Palace point of view. Yeah, um, well, there's probably a few these days. Obviously, if Isaac's fit, I, I didn't even realise he had six goals until last week in the Premier League. I think that's 
really gone uh, underrated. Uh, he's not started every game. He's been rotated because of Champions League and he's still managing to bag. So I'm jealous of that. Uh, I think you're right with Gordon. Gordon's one who I never thought would really make it in Newcastle. But then I think this just sums up Eddie Howe, doesn't it? He'll just get the best out of every player. Almiron, another example. I'm always scared of Almiron because he loves a goal against us, I feel. And that, that weldy that you are talking about before, that you got at St. James's Park, that was ridiculous. So that he's my big worry as well. But yeah, if Gordon's more up front, I wouldn't be as worried. You know, if he's more playing on that left uh, or on that right, if it's on the left, You've got either Joel Ward and Nathaniel Klein. I'd expect him to, you know, be able to get past them two quite a bit. Joel Ward can put a shift in, but it's when it's the pace, when you do get a counter-attack or two, possibly. So, yeah, I agree with you there. He's the big worry. And then, you know what, Longstaff this season, I think he's been so undervalued by opposition fans. He's putting in a shift. I don't want to get too into Newcastle and praise him too much, but, you know, there's possibly an England spot for him there in the future if he carries on like this. So, they're the three for me. Well, our listeners know that I've been pushing Longstaff uh, into the England squad, but um, I don't think he's going to get a call up under Gareth Southgate, unfortunately. I think uh, good old Gareth stuck in his ways, but that's uh, another topic for uh, another podcast. Um, in terms of, of Palace, then, if you were sitting down with Eddie Howe right now and he says, Luke, tell me the main strength of Palace that I'm going to have to try and shut up or keep quiet, what would it be? It's, it's difficult right now because I... I... We'll find out Roy Hodgson's press conference how many players we've actually got um, available. But, you know, this could be a game for us where our academy prospect, uh, Raksaki, has to come in. He came on against Forrest. He did look good, you know. He's just a bit of an unknown entity. So, you know, don't get complacent against him should he have to play. I think Cheikh Decore could be big, both in attack and defence. So I think it's just about locking down that midfield. If you can win that midfield battle consistently throughout the game, then I think you can get the win. As I said before, the defence is huge. But I think if you're talking to Eddie Howe, you've got to be winning that uh, midfield battle. And I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be Bruno and Longstaff, you'd assume, um, certain to start. And then there is a question over that, whether Sandro Tonali, with everything that's going on uh, with the investigation into illegal bet, and it looks like he will be available to be picked. But um, if it was me, I wouldn't be t- putting him anywhere near the squad, let alone the starting eleven, because... With everything that's going on, his mindset's not going to be right. So then, is it Elliot Anderson coming in? Is Joe Linton going to be fit there? You know, that's the that's the, the decision to, I think to be made in the midfield. But I agree, it, it is going to be absolutely key. Um, if Eddie Howe was then asking for the biggest weakness, Luke, what would you be telling him? Mm, that's that's a hard one. You know, I think a lot of times this season I've been worried about Joe Ward, and he has put in a top shift. You know, he's locked down some top wingers this season but you know if you are looking at it it probably is his wing you know that's why IU is so good there because he can help Ward out I think a couple of goals we have conceded have been down to Ward kind of the pay um just again it's not his fault he shouldn't be having to play consistently in the Premier League if he hasn't got the pace for it but he has the defensive quality so for me it's him and then you know I guess it is just hoping we don't get too complacent it's hard right now to talk about uh what our kind of weaknesses are because I know we're going to just defend this game I know it's going to be a low possession game I think you've just got to take your chances and you know hope we don't switch off I uh, hope you don't switch off sorry you can say look if you want there are no weaknesses for Crystal Palace it's all right every other <laughs> opposition journalist head, does mate. I had it in the back <laughs> of my head but you know I think there is a you know when you're playing Newcastle away from home that's one of the toughest 
away games at the moment. So, you know, I think it is just going to be the 12th man there, isn't it? It's going to be a bit of a war of attrition, I guess. And, and yeah. Newcastle have become quite good at it, 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 hitting teams that just sit back. You know, they've had to get used to it because what the initially did in area was, you know, they would sit back and absorb and hit on the counts. But now it's the other way around because teams have kind of said, okay, well, if you're that good, you know, let's let, let's see what you can do. And they've started to to really work out how to play to their strengths. So it's, I think they will get the better of uh, a Palace on, on Saturday, although I do think it'll be a very close game. If Eddie Howe is sticking one member of Palace's uh, starting eleven on the dressing room wall and saying that is the man you've got to get into, that's the man you've got to rattle, that's the man you've got to stop, who is it? I guess I guess Edward this game. You know, if, if we're going to get a chance, it's going to be through him, if he's fully fit. If you're trying to, you know, get a bit under someone's skin, Anderson does love a little pushback, you know. It, he does give it back as well. But yeah, no, apart from that, It'll be interesting to see actually how you guys deal with uh, our wingers. I know it'll, it'll. I don't know who's going to be on the left. I know it's going to be IE, but you know, if you could just get into them a little bit, then you're just going to nullify our attack, especially if you do that early doors. Yeah, Q and Trippy, I'll be waiting to see who he's up against. I guess yeah. um, you know, performing superbly for England at, at left back, he'll be back at right back for Newcastle. And Dan Byrne, you'd shoot over um, on left back. Um, it's going to be interesting, like you said, to see these starting. Uh, lineups. Um, I'm always interested to, to get the viewpoint from opposition journalists about what they think about Newcastle as in the bigger picture kind of uh, scheme things. You know, what have you made of Newcastle qualifying for the Champions League and how they've gone about you know, their transfer business and just genuinely trying to upset the established order in the Premier League? Yeah, if let's take all the fan reaction to, you know, the ownership and all that. If you're looking at what they've done, ridiculous job. Yes, they've had money, but I think these days, the Premier League, if you're going to want success, you're going to have to spend. It's just sadly the way it is these days. But I think what helps them is they've got a manager who can do the basics. He's not scared to go to a plan B. And he also has a very good plan A, combined with players who actually are fully passionate as well. You're not in that kind of stage of like, let's say Chelsea now. I think players down tools easily there. You're not going to get that at Newcastle. So it's obviously surprising, even though you got the takeover, didn't expect it to happen this quick. Didn't expect you to be in the Champions League. Didn't expect you to be beating PSG. So obviously that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so it's very surprising is the way I'd say it. Well, you, me and the rest of Tyneside, Luke, <laughs> because I, I, I'm still dreaming. Yeah. Uh, at least I think I am about the, the PSG result and everything that's happened so far. But yes, it, you know, it has been a great ride and hopefully more success to come. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
just finally then on Palace, you know, we you've been very modest about Palace and you've kind of, you haven't said it explicitly, but I think you may be expecting Newcastle to win on Saturday. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But my question to you is, you know, they come into this game in good form. You know, there, there must be a confidence within that camp that they can get the better of Newcastle. Yeah, look, I can be a bit pessimistic. People who know me do know that a little bit. I don't like to get my hopes up because I've had them crushed on many an occasion, aka the FA Cup final in 2016 when we took the lead for three minutes. So, you know, I think since then, I've my my emotions pre-match are a bit more settled. But yeah, you, as we said, you look at you, you look at Manchester United. You, you know, we get that. I know they're in poor form, but you, that's still ridiculous. Bearing in mind, we lost three 0 to them like four days earlier. You know. You look at Newcastle, they've got a tough, tough Champions League game a few days. Let's say we pinch a cheeky goal first five minutes. That'll be brilliant because we know we can just sit back then and we don't have to attack. It is going to be how long can we not concede for, I feel, because you do like scoring a lot of goals. But yeah, we've only conceded seven this season. Sam Johnston's got the most clean sheets in the Premier League this season. So there's hope and you know what? I guess a better man would probably put nil-nil because I swear our last three or four fixtures have been a nil-nil. Even in the cup, I think you have to go to penalties. So it's not going to be fun to watch. Let's say that. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to be a good one for the neutral. And also, we'll we'll, we'll try and not mention Betton given everything that, <laughs> that's going oh, on. Um, yeah, sorry. Because, of course, that's the other thing. You know, Sandra Tonali, you know, will he play, won't he play? And that's dominated the preparation for, for Newcastle. Now, yeah, that's all Eddie Howe's going to be asked about in his press yeah. conference. It's all everyone's talking about. And, you know, you don't want any distraction when you're coming back from an international break, and especially not one like this. Yeah. Potentially, you know, a year's ban could be handed down. So all the preparation and all the kind of, you know, focus on the training pitch you imagine has been kind of thrown out the window with, with what's going on. But hopefully Eddie Howe's managed to keep some focus um, with his preparation head of Palace, um, you mentioned there the the, the the cup final. I'm assuming that is the the. the, the should I say I'm going to say infamous Alan Pardew dance, right? Yeah, mate. Of course it is. You know, took that lead. Three minutes later, we concede and then lose an extra time. But yeah, that infamous Alan Pardew dance will never be erased from my memory. Of course. <laughs> I don't think it'll be erased from anyone's memory. No. And actually, when you look at it, it's potentially where Dan Byrne got his uh, his from. You never know. They're very similar. Very similar. Yeah, don't worry, so, I'll be doing that dance move if we get the 1-0 win on Saturday. Well, that leads us nicely to the final question then. Give me your score prediction. How is Saturday going to go? I've been modest, as you say, and pessimistic, but I'm definitely not going to give you guys the win. Um, I know I feel like there's going to be a 0-0, but I feel like that's a boring prediction. So I am going to say 1-1. Well, I'm going to go one nil and to Newcastle. I think it'll be a close game. I mean, you could get the nil nil. I could say one nil, but then if VAR has its way, it'll probably be nil nil because we all remember what happens. I'm um, not too long ago. Um, again, I don't we'll know what get... you mean, mate. Don't worry. No, we'll not. Get, yeah, we'll not get to, get into that because uh, we could be here all day if I get started on on good old VAR. But um, yeah, I think one nil to Newcastle. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it is going to be Newcastle just having to pass the ball about and just looking for those openings. But when you've got Bruno, you've got the relationship between Trippier and. Almiron on the right, you know, it, it should wow. come together. It's just about how focused they are with everything that's going on off the pitch. And hopefully, you know, the players haven't let the Dortmund game come into their mind. You know, they've been very good at being focused with the game in hand so far in the, this, this season. So hopefully they are uh, once again. But yes, Luke, thank you very much for popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Just tell our listeners if they do want to learn a bit more about Crystal Palace, where they can find your podcast. 
Yes. So as you said, I host a show, Let's Talk Palace, which is on Spotify. Uh, it's on Toto Football's podcast. Uh, me and Billy do that every week. We haven't done this one because of the international break, but we are doing that weekly. And yeah, Luke underscore say show on Twitter for just every football view possible that I talk about. <laughs> There we go. Well, Lucas, thank you very much once again for Cheers, mate, for having the me podcast. On. To you guys listening and watching, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, leave us a rating and view, and share the pod amongst your Newcastle United supporting friends and family. And head over to chroniclelive.co.uk. By the time you listen to this, um, unless you listen to it at five in the morning when it goes out, Eddie House press conference may well already be up on the website, so check that out and also bookmark it for the 3 pm kickoff Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. Because it's not on TV, so you're going to have to come to our website for the dedicated live blog. You know you are, guys. That's where you've got to go for all the coverage. In the meantime, keep yourselves safe and enjoy the rest of your week.